You are listening to Overtime with Coleman, where we talk about athletics, leadership, and life. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some overtime. Let's do this. Our very first guest on Overtime with Coleman today is Adam Atullo, and he is the Director of Sports Performance at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. And let me tell you something, full disclosure, I know this guy, I know him well, have a great relationship with him. And, uh, you know, when you're doing a podcast, and especially your first one, you need someone that can really sell it (laughs) and someone that can just bring the energy and bring the juice. And uh, Adam is that guy. Why don't you just kind of open up and just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and really specifically about your journey coming to CHCA and how God really led you there and what your role looks like now. Absolutely. Matt, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be on here. Uh, ever since you said that you just had this inkling to want to do something different, step out in faith and uh, start this podcast, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And uh, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to be on here. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah. I'm glad I just get to sit here and talk to a friend, really. We're going to record it. Maybe someone takes something away from it or not, but uh, I'm just grateful for us being in totally different time zones and being able to connect and talk a little bit. So yeah. uh, excited excited to get this thing going. Uh, my name is Adam Atala. I'm the director of sports performance at a high school in Cincinnati, Ohio, called Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Uh, Matt had made mention to this place. This is actually where Matt and I met. Uh, yep. Matt was the first director of athletics here when I was here, not the first overall, but was the, the first uh, AD that I worked for at school here. And I now work for Eric Taylor, who is the, um, I guess, the predecessor to Matt as the yeah. uh, new director of athletics. who has been here for a couple of years now. So my, uh, my role is very unique. It's not something that you see at a lot of schools. And I'm very grateful for it. And it actually stems from Matt's vision for growth in an athletic program and department. And so uh, Matt worked tirelessly behind the scenes in order to make this happen. Very excited for you, Matt, as well, and seeing what you're doing out there. But, yeah, man, it's myself, my wife, Michelle. Uh, we got two dogs, Remington and Ranger, uh, two hunting dogs. <laughs> yeah. Those boys will hunt, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and then uh, we're actually – we're expecting our first uh, child due any day now, literally any day. I could get a phone call in the middle of this, and I'm going to have to hang up on you, Matt, uh, <laughs> if so. But um, So, yeah, we're expecting our first. got a baby boy due here in the next couple of days. Uh, due date's January 11th, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, just uh, exciting times for us. Uh, uncertainty for sure, but man, just really cool uh, time of life for, for my wife and I. We're just, we're very fortunate. We feel very favored. Let's get right into it. You know, let's talk specifically about your role. And the reason I really wanted to start this podcast was to connect with people and talk about athletics, leadership, and life. And when thinking about, hey, who did I want to have on this program that really others should be hearing what they are doing, you were one of the first ones that came to mind. And so let's talk specifically about your role. Um, And looking at this particular school year, what have been a few things that you have really sought sought out to accomplish in your area of uh, your domain of the athletic program? Yeah, absolutely. You know, add a little bit of background just for the listeners. So, you know, when Matt was the director of athletics here, where I am currently, um, Matt was really good about challenging me to vision cast, to not just be thinking in the moment. Um, a lot of time as a, a lot of times as a coach, 
you know, you do have a little bit of forward thinking, but man, you're focused on that season. You're focused on, you know, yeah. the team that you had this year. And, you know, a lot of times you hear, Hey, let's just take it one day at a time or, Hey, it's just one rep. Each rep counts. Like, let's make that count. Let's focus on that. You know, in my role as the director of sports performance, you know, I'm charged with in season, uh, preseason and off-season training Hmm. and so I have a lot of different realms that I have to work in and so Matt really challenged me to think in those realms Um, you know so to answer this question I had some things that I wanted for an overall program that could affect everyone whether they were you know in season preseason or off-season and so there's twofold here so from a program standpoint uh, we really wanted to push the technology side of things Sure. And so we, uh, we've invested in um, some different technology items, uh, programs or cloud-based, you know, apps, uh, whether it's iPads or tablets, things like that, that are, can assist our student athletes in their training. And so right. we've, uh, we actually started with a program called Conduct, and we've since trans- transitioned into a program called Team Builder, which mm. assists me as a strength conditioning coach in building workouts for uh, different teams, whether they're in season, you know, preseason, off season, um, evaluating them through testing, through recording data, through uh, wellness surveys, et cetera. So that's been a huge blessing for us to have that. And then we also invested in the tablets and the iPads to go along with that. So, you know, within our weight room, we have stationed uh, areas where kids can go up and actually input their data from the lift they just did. So we're getting real time results and tracking in that moment, which is awesome. So that was a huge one for us that we wanted to accomplish was, was to get that in here and available. You know, another one was an upgrade to equipment. So one of my mentors, Bill Shoemaker was actually the uh, strength coach. He was my strength coach here when I went to school at CHC. I'm an alumni from the class of 2007. He was my strength coach here. And then he actually stepped out into a different role and left CHCA back in 14, 2014, which is when I came in. And actually, Matt, you were the one who gave me the nod on that. Uh, you know, and I, I still talk about this to this day that I'm forever grateful for you to take a chance on me with that. And, you know, going into this facility and saying, hey, look, like this place it, it is a place to breed excellence, to challenge one another, to, to have them overcome adversity, to create resiliency for these student athletes, both male and female. But there are also some things that we, we just got to have, we got to have upgrades on or we just got to make changes to. So this has been a five year process to really update some equipment in some areas, rearrange this weight room, right? Create um, a more conducive space for the number of athletes that we have. I mean, we have end over end increased our female population currently attending the weight room, right? And so like we have to be prepared for that the same way that we are the football team coming in of 50 to 55 guys. Right. right. And how do we do that? And so we've upgraded some equipment. So now we have uh, some new Sornex custom made in the USA racks that have been put in, double sided racks, adding a whole new set of opportunities for us to train in certain ways that we didn't have before. Um, so I'm excited for that investment, too. And then really two other ones. One is the internship program. We really wanted to start bringing in interns and having mm. something set in concrete. So that was a goal of mine coming in. We actually were able to do that this summer. And funny enough, heck, probably in the next half hour, I'm going to be meeting with my first intern, who's a former uh, student athlete of mine, Ryan Hunt. <laughs> this, this entire summer, he spent uh, home from Purdue University. 
and he was interning in our weight room program. And he also helped me build the internship program, the curriculum, right? What's expected, documenting things. And so very grateful for him. So those were the three from a standpoint of the weight room, the program. And then my one personal one was to have leadership growth, mm. to invest in some ways for me to have um, professional development opportunities to increase where I am, to sharpen myself so that I can turn around and sharpen everyone that I come into contact with. So I'm in a leader kit program. Uh, it's called leader kit. It's done by one of my good friends and mentors, Jeremy Boone. And so I just started that. I'm really excited to go through it and man, we're getting deep real quick. So a lot of challenges there, but it's just an incredible program with a very tight knit close unit commit uh, community of leaders, coaches, strength and condition coaches specifically as well. Um, you name it, they're in there. athletic directors. It's, it's pretty cool. So, that's where I am currently uh, when you take a snapshot of the school year starting back in August. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> and on top of that, you're adding to your family. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's, the first semester was a very important one to get a lot of this done and established, um, or at least off the ground. I wouldn't yeah. say we're anywhere near done, actually. But It's been yeah. awesome to be able to see uh, just that change and, and to continue to see you uh, grow and learn. And, and, uh, and I know you say a mentor, like I, I've been a mentor to you. You've been a mentor to me as well. So greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. So can you start with where, where are you nailing it? You know, like feel really good about this. And the second part of that would be, uh, this is where I need to improve or, or learn and, right. and grow more. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So um, the thing that immediately comes to mind for me, Matt, is buy-in. I think right now yeah. buy-in is, is high. I think between our um, our teams and the coaches of those teams, um, I'm very fortunate. I don't feel like there's a lot of friction. I mean, yeah, there's some disagreements or maybe there's, you know, some things that, that get dropped in terms of, man, we could have capitalized on a week here, but that's getting that's getting nitpicky, right? And if, right. if we're trying to pursue uh, perfection in that, we're not going to win. We're going to fail every time. There's no such thing as being perfect people that try to be perfect are going to fail. And I, and I think that there's a good learning lesson in that. I, I believe in striving for excellence. And so the buy-in that we're going for is excellence. And so our teams are bought in, um, our coaches are buying in, the student athletes, you know, whether they're on a team currently or maybe they're in an off-season uh, time, time frame for them, like where they just finished the season up, they're regrouping before maybe they play a spring sport. Um, they have this period of time for rest and also – to rejuvenate and then to build on some things. So I think buy-in there, I think our community buy-in has been solid too. Uh, I feel that our community has started to connect. I think it comes through word of mouth. I think it's the visual from their student athletes coming home from a full day of school and then an hour and a half of, of working out and then maybe a practice if they're in season or just home after the lift and, and the training, performance training there. So, you know, they're seeing this visually, but they're also hearing it audibly too. And right. there's something to be said for that when that word of mouth is coming home and it's excitement, it's better, right? It's an improvement, right? Jeremy Boone, uh, through this leader kit program, one of his big things he talk he talks about is being the best at getting better. And by mm. God, we're going to strive for that, right? right? Because that's what excellence looks like. That's the mindset. That's the choice and the attitude to have. Um, so I think buy-in right now has been a, a success this year. And man, even from like administrators, our principals, um, you know, that's having... Awesome. Yeah, having like just teachers that are in the classroom that are hearing about it or doing it, uh, you know, or interested in or asking about it or checking in with the kids or challenging them through that. Like, hey, you know, would you tell so-and-so coach that you're tired 
after this will know, then why are you coming in my classroom and telling me I'm tired? You got to push through this the same way, right? right? So we're holding a level of accountability for these kids throughout their entire day. And then when they can start to do that on their own, right? When that, when that is finally established as a, as a core habit in their routine, man, that's dangerous. And so that's exciting. I, I love that part. Um, to, sure. to answer the second part of your question, Matt, um, learning process, I think the, I think the biggest thing that I've been learning and trying to continually improve on is the vision and communication of gotcha. what we're doing. Right. So that branding, okay. the, um, I don't know that we're at a point now where I could line up 10 random people, ask them the same question around our performance program and get 10 answers that are very similar. I think right. there would be a, a common, a commonality amongst them, but the common language itself, I don't think is established to where that connection point is made between the brand sport the sports performance brand at CHCA, right? The connection piece it has to the community and the common language that we speak. Okay. Right? I think, I think that they'd be able to say some things, but that's an area, man, if we can get that where a parent and a coach and a player along with administration, someone could walk up to all of them at different times and say, Hey, tell me about this. And they all yeah. could hammer it. And so that's where we're trying to get to. Cause when you get to that point, man, everyone's on the same direction for the same mission. And yeah. that's when you're going to see a lot of success. Right. So that's, that's where I could, I could say, honestly, I would love to see more improvement on and spend more time in is finding those connection points, being able to communicate uh, the vision and what we're doing. And so what they really know we're about, everyone speaking that same language. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, that's great. Uh, and and yeah. when you talk about the connection piece, looking forward, even into the second, uh, you know, part of this year or even, you know, in the, in the near future, do you have an idea of what, how you can help with that connection piece? Yes. Um, so it's funny. One of the things, you know, when we were talking, just things to think about was how am I going to manage my professional life and my personal life? Right. So being a coach, being an influencer at the school for our culture, for our programs, our, an advocate for our, our kids. Right. Yeah. How do I do that? Do that well. Right. Do that with a level of excellence and then still be a husband and a father now. Right. This yeah. new addition. Right. Yep. And doing that well. Um, so there's a couple of things. I have some, uh, some really great friends in the industry that are very successful. And actually one of my, my close dear friends who I'll speak on uh, a little bit more later, but, um, Garrett Keith is the, uh, director of state conditioning down at Westminster Christian in Alabama. Um, and he actually gave me a few ideas to use to connect better into our community and to our staff and our administration. So, uh, I'm working through a few of those areas. Great. To, to uh, have a newsletter, um, to create some type of common platform, right? Social media is a big one. So uh, are people seeing me more on Twitter? Are they seeing me more on Instagram? I mean, I know where the kids are. They're more on the Snapchat area, but there's also Twitter and Instagram uh, overlap there. But the Facebook component, like, is that an area where I can maybe connect even better? So right. working through those things without taking too much more on my plate, but saying, hey, maybe some time could be devoted here and using yep. this common platform to use as a, you know, you could call it the news station if you wanted, the sports performance news station, or, you know, just that connection point where people can go directly to that and find what they need or hear more about what's going on. Um, but, yeah, Garrett's got some great stuff. He was actually the uh, the National String Coach of the Year for the NHSSCA. It's an organization that I'm in. 
the National High School Street and Conditioning Association. And so it's all high school street conditioning coaches around the country. And, uh, and Garrett was actually given the award this year. He was voted on by his peers around the country and a board to uh, be nominated and accepted as that guy. So pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Guy, guy yeah. that I have access to. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that you're surrounding yourself with people um, that can just breathe life into you in, in every area. You know, oh, it's key, Matt. You got to. Yeah. You got to have that. And, 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 it's, and it's so important. And, and, you know, having been so many years in athletic uh, life, um, my one charge to you would be especially, and, and there's going to be times you're not perfect. You're going to mess up. You're going to screw up royally. Absolutely. I've done it so many times is especially when you have your kids, there's been moments where I felt really proud. Like I've taken that time to be with my kids, but there's been times where the job has overtaken, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even at times where, you know, I miss those opportunities and there's things that you have to do being in athletics. We get that. But always making sure to keep your family a priority, uh, man. I, you know, if there's one thing that I can charge you going into this new right. area in your life uh, is is keeping your family uh, first, and and that's and that's from experience for me. Absolutely. But, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we've been looking at the connection to in our sports performance area, and one of the things I don't know if this would be helpful to you, but that we're even considering is, you know, even how you said, you know, the parents, the parents even have a great idea of what we are actually doing with their kids. And one of the things that we had thought about was creating these opportunities. And we're not there yet, but we've just been thinking through it and brainstorming, but is creating opportunities where the parents can come uh, throughout the school year, even at the very beginning of the school year, and kind of make it fun, interactive, but have them come into uh, the sports performance area and have our sports performance coach, Coach Medina, lead them through kind of a a fun exercise of, hey, this is what your son and your daughter do here. Um, and right. we're going to put you actually through this workout. So that's something that we're even considering. There you go. Um, of, of, of just kind of connecting with parents because you're right. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Connection point huge. The, yeah, yeah. You get the parents to connect. That's, that's huge. Um, I agree, man. Hey, real quickly, Matt, on, your, on the point you made about just the home life, you know, yeah. some, what, what hits me hard when you say that um, is that you got to live well to lead well. And, yes. you know, just for anyone out there that's listening, man, if, if there's other things in your life that are of the utmost importance and they're not getting that attention that they need, but you can't lead well. Yes. You have to live well yep. to lead well. And so that's something that I've been able to take away as well is just that understanding of, man, if it ain't right at home, if it's not yep. right in the personal life with, with your spouse or family or whatever it is, it will carry over. It will distract you. It will be something that will linger and it will sometimes, I mean, take you to the point of just, you're, you're just not efficient at what you're doing at all. It's not effective. It's not efficient. So when you get that right, man, everything falls into place. And it's, it's never, again, there's no such thing as perfection. Stop pursuing perfection, pursue excellence. Just be excellent. Don't expect to be perfect. You're not going to be, but be excellent, live well and lead well, man. So anyway, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. No, spot on, brother. Okay, so look at your past few weeks. Uh, let's change gears a little bit, a little bit sure. here. You're professionally or, you, or even personally, what has made you walk away from a day or an event um, that you felt proud about? Yeah, man. I'm so excited for this question. Um, Matt, so the gentleman I had named earlier, my good friend Garrett Keith and I, we started um, – something called the Iron Circle. Uh, the Iron Circle is a uh, strength conditioning ministry platform. 
basically it's strength and conditioning coaches around the country getting together uh, in fellowship and community. And we are diving into the word. We're taking stock in where we are. We're helping each other get through days and struggles, the things that we all interact with. Wow. Um, and it's all, it's all in the name of Jesus. It's, it's uh, very cool. It's spirit led and kingdom focused. And, and so awesome. we have, uh, we had an initial group that started actually just over a year ago. Our first meeting was uh, December 16th of uh, December 16th of 2018. And so we, um, we, it was about eight to 10 strength coaches. We all got on. We started doing this quickly realized that there were other coaches out there that wanted it. And so we launched the platform with athletes in action who actually partnered with us and said, we want to be a part of this. We want to help support it, push wow. this ministry, adopt it into what we're doing. So their sports performance division within athletes in action said, we're in on iron circle. So they got behind it with <laughs> the people who were, yeah, it's so awesome. And so we had some people that were very generous with like funding it, putting it together. And we actually launched it at the last national conference in Nashville, Tennessee to the community of strength coaches there. So, there were wow. three or 400 strength coaches at this conference, and we had a uh, prayer breakfast that was brought to you by Iron Circle and Athletes in Action. Wow. And we had, oh, God, Matt, I don't know, 7,500 coaches there that came to that <laughs> breakfast. We had people signed up. I mean, we had 75-plus people interested who signed up and said, hey, I want more info or I want to get in on a group. We launched four new groups uh, uh, all on Tuesday. So every Tuesday – Around the country, there are strength coaches getting together uh, in the name of Jesus and in their faith, and they are working through their life and what it means to pursue God in that. So anyway, wow. I say all that to say this. Yeah, it's, it's so cool to see a year later. But so we launched that um, in the summertime. We got the calls going in August, and we had our first national call where all Iron Circle members jumped on one call together and we introduced each other. We connected people because, you know, we're not all in the same groups, you know, right. it was what, it was what worked best for them. But Matt, we had one national call. We had 30 plus coaches on from around the country at 8 a.m. Uh, it, it was, it was so cool. And That's so incredible. if there's, yeah, if there's anything right now that I could say made, made me proud and know that I honored God with what we did, uh, Garrett and I could both tell you the same thing that that national call was so moving, so yeah. eye-opening that this started with eight or 10 coaches that just wanted to get together and like talk about faith. And it went to 50 plus people joining different groups and now 30 plus coaches who got on all at the same time for a national call. Who knows what God will take it. If it ends up being the eight or 10 again someday, that's fine too, man. It's all good. But I right. trying to be obedient to the calling, but man, I can hang my hat on that one feeling good that, what God had called us to do in that moment, we went and did. And to see the provision of it and the favor of it was so awesome, man. Very rewarding. So that's, wow. that's my answer to that one. I'm excited to tell you that. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that is awesome. And that's great to hear. I mean, you're, you're making, uh, I mean, internal impact uh, with, I, I mean, I, I have it uh, somewhere on my Twitter account, but I, I posted a long time ago an article of just the value of, sports performance coaches and what they mean to the athletic program. And specifically when you get into the Christian realm and where you can get them to take their faith and yeah, put that into our student athletes. That's, that's, uh, that's huge. That's huge, man. Um, makes me grateful awesome to know. Yeah. yeah. Makes me absolutely. grateful for sure. Especially those coaches that are in the public sector to yep. talk about that too. You know, like I, I, it's harder for me to do that. Like I don't have that 
issue. Right. Like I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, sometimes spoiled really, but it, it is, yeah. it's, it's definitely a constant battle to do it, whether you're in the private or public sector for sure, but it is much more <laughs> open when, you know, you work at a Christian school to be able to just dive right into that. So yeah, definitely don't take that for granted. Yeah, absolutely. So right now in your life, um, and I, and I say this question of, of what do you feel your greatest value is knowing that that could change on a daily basis and all, all the way from being a coach to a mentor to a friend to a husband to a father, um, where do you feel right now your greatest value is at this moment in life? Yeah, Matt, I'll keep this short and sweet because I feel like it's so clear for me. I'm in a season of discipleship. Mm. Like that's, that's the value that I'm adding right now. Like, and I use the word discipleship because that allows for me to have the faith component, but discipleship is mentoring, it's influencing, uh, it's serving, right? And so like students, coaches, dude, parents, community, uh, the Iron Circle and all the coaches in that, my church, uh, my wife and I have really uh, dove into our church at Sunrise uh, Church, uh, awesome. Pastor, Aaron, uh, Pastor Aaron Swenson over there and the, the crew, we just felt very led in that component to do that. And so we dove in there. We're leading a community group through our church as well as kind of spearheading the leaders as a whole. Um, and then we just have our friends group that we do life with. So man, yeah. I just feel the, the easiest, quickest way to describe this. And it's like so accurate is just, I'm in a season of discipleship. That's where I feel like the value I'm adding the most. In. Oh, awesome. That's so encouraging to hear. Yeah. I could go All on so- forever, but it's just, you know, <laughs> It, it, yeah, I think that, I know that really can. describes everything I know. I know. I can be long-winded. I know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. So we're we're rounding third, headed headed for home here. So yeah, man. we're rapid fire here. Okay. So you're ready for this? Uh, Got to answer yeah, as quickly as you me, can. I need to do some push-ups real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Like, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Come on. Come on. Get it ready. Let's, all Let's right. get it. Let's get it. All right. All-time favorite movie. Okay. So... First thing that comes to mind, Saving Private Ryan. Such a badass movie. I love that okay. movie. Gladiator's right there, too. Yep. Uh, outdoor, outdoor. I have to, I just have to do this one. One, because my wife doesn't understand why, and I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> but there's a movie, there's a movie called A River Runs Through It. Okay. And it is, it's awesome. It's out west. It's fly fishing. It's everything you want. Uh, it's awesome. Anyway, I love that movie, too. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Next. No, no. All right. Last book that you read? Last book I read. Well, so Bible is something that's in my, obviously, my, my rotation. Um, yeah. I can be better at it, but it's in my rotation. But last true book that I read that I've had influence on was probably a book called Conscious Coaching. Mm. It's, by, okay. it's, by, it's by Brett Bartholomew. And okay. uh, he's actually a strength and conditioning coach within the industry. A lot of people look to him. He started something called The Art of Coaching but this is called conscious coaching and it goes through how to connect, how to identify the different types of people you encounter called archetypes. So it's like a profile of the type of person that you're dealing with, whether it's a coach, a player, et cetera. Um, it's a very cool book. There's a lot of cerebral uh, things in there that you have to process, but the overall concept and, and the content is pretty solid. Okay. Awesome. A podcast you've recently listened to. Um, so uh, two good friends of mine launched a podcast called the grown man project. Yeah. And I was actually on that podcast. I, I sent that over to you, which was a, a story for another time, but that was a really cool thing. I, I did a, um, I did a segment on there in a podcast, but they've done a great job with marrying 
um, what it's like to be a man of faith out okay. in the environment that we're in today, society that we're in today. And it just gives you different accounts, no matter who you are, whether you're a C-level executive, whether you're a coach, uh, a teacher, a financial advisor, et cetera. They're just bringing in different guys who have a strong faith and are pursuing that faith in the workplace and to other people. So that one and then Meat Eater with Steve Ramella. It's kind of like an outdoor podcast. Okay. Uh, they're pretty cool. So those are okay. my two. Awesome. Favorite season of the year, fall, winter, spring? Well, when it comes to sports, I love all of them because I've really been able to dive in and, and, and be a part of so many different sports programs now that I'm in the, this role as a strength conditioning coach because I work with all the teams. So I love all the seasons from a sports perspective. Right. From a, from a personal perspective, I actually love all the seasons too because as much as people don't like winter, I love winter because it's the sign of hunting, that fall, winter. And I'm, uh-huh. I, love to, I love to hunt and do that. So the fall, winter for me is yep. awesome. And then springtime uh, is the, the refreshing, renewing of things. And then summertime is also off time you know, uh, where, where we can get away and do things. But during the school year is kind of hard. And obviously I work during the summer too. We, we don't really get much time off the street conditioning coaches, um, you know, because we're always working, but that's my one time a year that like, I look forward to a trip with my wife and the dogs and now a soon, you know, to be born son and doing yeah. that. So I, I like all the seasons too, Matt. I, I know that's probably not the answer you wanted, but Hey, that's what I'm giving you. That's right. That's a, Hey, I'll take <laughs> what you're going to give me, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. So what is on the menu of your favorite dinner? Okay. Um, steak and potatoes for sure. So it's a steak <laughs> and shrimp. It's steak and shrimp. And I like the, the coconut crusted shrimp. Those are really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, steak and shrimp. Sweet potato loaded. Okay. I like, I like asparagus. Uh, my grandma's Indiana noodles. Oh, okay. And, and uh, my, aunt, my aunt's apple pie. That, that would be my, that would be my, if I could have everything I love on one plate. Got it. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that is good I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to unbutton my pants after I'm done with all that. But, <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, I, well, I I'll wear my nice five pounds just talking about it. Yeah. I'm just going to wear my nice sweatpants in there for that one. <laughs> yep. All right. What's a hobby of yours? Um, as I mentioned, fishing and hunting. I love yep. doing those two things. I also like to pick. I like to go out and pick for fun things, whether it's uh, old, rusty junk or antiques mm-hmm. or unique things that maybe capture history uh, from the past. I love doing that kind of stuff. Uh, so picking is another little thing I love to do. Nice. And what's the pet peeve of yours? All right, dude. So it drives you nuts, I, man. I, I have, I have a few that I'm just going to note. So okay. The, the toilet paper being backwards. Oh, I hate okay. that. So the toilet paper <laughs> needs to be right side up. Okay. Right. We're, yeah, right. where you pull down and the roll is going over and around, not right. underneath and up. It's got to be, it's got to be the right way. Gotcha. Um, I, I don't like, I don't like when people say they're going to do something that they've committed to and then they don't. They don't follow through. I, I really, yeah, I really through. struggle with that one. So follow through. And then um, I really struggle with people that have a me focused mindset. I just, it's hard to be around them uh and love them through that although that's what we're called to do as christians right that pet peeve for me is hard like it's just like okay how much of this am i willing to tolerate um before i either say something (laughs) i get myself in trouble or or uh i just choose to walk away so yep yeah oh that's great all right so one last question so when you're frustrated when you're tired when you're upset when you're just worn out and you just need to clear your mind what do you do like where do you go what do you do yeah 
Well, there's a, there's a few things I'll, I'll tell you on that one. So one, um, sometimes I pray. I can't say that I do that consistently, although I know that's something I could. But sometimes I pray. Uh, sometimes I like to eat. Like, you know, you get a little frustrated mm-hmm. and you just like open up something. You just want to eat, like, you right. know, whatever. Um, you know, unfortunately, the phone is something that a lot of us go to. Uh, yeah. And I'll go to my phone and just shut off for a little bit, just kind of like, you know, zombie out. But um, a lot of times, Matt, I actually I address it. I address Ooh. it. Wow. I feel like that clears my mind and my heart. It's like, yeah, yeah we're going to, you know, and, and, and you taught me well on that 24 hour rule, you know, of sometimes trying to process things, let that sink in, make sure you've collected it. But sometimes I'm just like, nope, we're going, we're, we're dressing this right now. We're <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, I'm squashing <laughs> this and moving on because, because I truly believe that it's coming from a place of love. If I didn't feel like the, what I was doing it with, like there aren't a lot of people that I surround myself with or that I'm interacting with at that level that would affect me that I don't have some type of compassionate or relational side of our, 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 of our dynamic, right? So I feel like right. as long as they know where my heart is and I know where their heart is, yeah, they might have pissed me off. That might have been something that was wrong or whatever, and I might be right. really upset about it, but like let's handle it. Let's remember this comes from a place of love and try to, try to squash it and move on so that we can – focus on what's important, which is serving others. Right. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, yeah. So addressing it, that's another one. Okay, great. So as we close, um, to have people be able to connect with you on social media, how do they look you up? Where, where are you at on social media that they can look you up? Absolutely. So if anyone wants to get a hold of me, check out what we're doing. Um, I have two, I have two different ones. The one for our school account, uh, which actually covers our Twitter it covers our Instagram and our Snapchat. It's at C-H-C-A performance, P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E, performance. Okay. And that's uh, one word. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. My Great. personal one is just my last name underscore first name. And you, you'll see that in the notes, Atala underscore Adam. And then if you want to email me, that'll also be in the notes, but it's Adam dot atala at chca dash oh dot org happy to answer anything there as well guys i appreciate you having me on that this has been fun dude yeah man this has been real fun and uh <laughs> lo- love you like a brother man so we'll be i do i love you, you too man tell uh give michelle uh love from our entire family we'll be praying for you and looking for that announcement of when your little boy enters this world that's going to be it's going to be a moment yeah, you will never Never forget. I know it's life changing, brother. And I appreciate you being there and helping me along the way and everything you've done for me. Again, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for Matt Coleman. So, hey, you uh, as well. Definitely grateful. Yep. All right, man. Special thanks to Adam Attella for spending a few minutes with us today. I hope that you were uplifted, encouraged, and challenged. Remember to check out the notes in the podcast to follow Adam and everything he is doing at CHCA. Until next time, Coleman out.